This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In this talk, Reggie says that the tantric path does not separate spiritual practice from the ordinary circumstances of everyday life. Rather, tantric meditation invites us to see the sacredness within the earthiness, messiness, and chaos of our human incarnation. This talk was given in 2009 at an evening gathering held at the Star House in the foothills outside of Boulder, Colorado. Shall we start with the bow? This is quite an unusual place. I've never been here before. And uh, I very much appreciate everybody making the pilgrimage up the hill. So my, uh, my wish tonight is to talk about the practicality of spirituality. And I'm drawing on the tantric tradition of Tibet, which goes back to India. The origins of the tantric, Buddhist tantric tradition are traced to India in the 5th to the 12th century of the Common Era. Many times when we think about spirituality, we see it as an alternative to our lives. We often feel that the life that we're living is um, oppressed harried, overwhelming, stressful. And the relationships that we have with our friends, our family, our, our work colleagues, uh, often um, very difficult. We feel like we don't have enough time to live and that we're not really doing what we want to be doing often. That we end up doing things that are far removed from our dreams and our aspirations. And from that force in us that tells us we're here for a reason. And often our lives are so separate from that and we feel that we're wasting our time. (laughs) And within that framework, we think about spirituality. And we often think of spirituality as a way to exit from the stress and the horrors of life. And certainly within the Buddhist tradition, 
that's a, um, an important theme, that worldly life is samsara, and that those of us who are unfortunate enough to be living an ordinary life um, don't have that much of a chance to make much progress. And at least within the Asian tradition, that becoming a monk or a nun is the way to go. And ideally speaking, if you can go further than that, to be a yogi or a yogini living in a cave and meditating. So that uh, point of view, of course, also is in harmony with our Western traditions, and particularly Christianity, that the, this world is a veil of tears, and that, uh, you know, very deep in our psyches and in our genes, that uh, heaven is, is different, you know, spirituality is different, holiness is different from this life. Often when we sit down to meditate, all of these attitudes are very alive and active. In terms of my own work with people, I've been a meditation teacher for a long time, and most of the people that I meet think of meditation as a way to exit from difficult states of mind and to find a way into some sort of peace or calm or clarity and just for a little while to have some kind of respite from the turmoil and the chaos of, of life. And we actually use, often people use meditation in that way. I want to uh, present a different idea about meditation which comes from the tantric tradition and a different idea of spirituality. I thought it would be good for us to talk about that tonight. Within the tantric tradition, the Vajrayana tradition of Tibet, you begin with the experience of the end. When you work with a teacher, as many of you know, you are shown certain things that are beyond our ordinary experience. And within the tantric tradition, we are shown things through the body. The body is the gateway. So already we're on different ground here. By working with our bodies, by putting our awareness inside our bodies, by learning, instead of using the body as a slave of our ambition, our competitiveness, our anxiety, or whatever, we use the body as a temple of enlightenment, as an arena within which we can experience ourselves at a much deeper level. There's a saying in Dzogchen, in uh, Tibetan Buddhism, which again goes back to India, that enlightenment is found in the body and nowhere else. So this is a very interesting uh, kind of take on the whole thing. Already we're in a different spiritual universe. You know, if we've been thinking that somehow our spirituality involves getting away from this uh, incarnation 
and disembodying and getting away from all of the, the frustration and pain and the emotions and uh, all of the feelings that go with our bodies, all of a sudden within this tradition we're being told that we're going in exactly the wrong direction and we have to actually turn around backwards and come back to our bodies and learn how to be within them. In the Tantric tradition it's said that uh, spirituality or realization number one is no different from life itself. We talk a lot about overwhelm and stress and we feel that somehow life itself is stressful. That uh, it's interesting, you know, in our environment, in our world now, I don't think, I mean, it's very rare to, to meet anybody who says that they're not overwhelmed, at least for me. I hardly ever meet anybody who doesn't feel they're overwhelmed. And we're talking now largely about people who are practitioners, you know, people who meditate. And they're overwhelmed by their lives. And a lot of times we, we kind of, uh, you know, we do put the blame on life. And we think it, it is our situation, it is our world, it is the computers and the emails and the um, cell phones and the rapidity of information flowing. But what the tantric tradition says is the, the feeling of being overwhelmed is actually not the problem of life. Life itself, what life is, is sacred and it's the source of everything that we seek. The problem is actually with us in our, um, our state of mind. And the problem is that we don't know our own depth. That somehow in this modern world through a combination of circumstances and also through the loss of spirituality as, as an actual um, you know, uh, option for many people, we've lost touch with our own depths. And the feeling of having lost touch is being overwhelmed. So in the tantric tradition it says if you want to achieve realization, if you want to meet reality face to face, you don't go up, you go down. You go down into the earth, you go down into the darkness, you go down into the body, and you open yourself to that world. And within the tradition there are a lot of practices that teach us how to do that. Practices for connecting with the earth, practices for um, living a life that comes out of the earth rather than out of our heads and our plans, practices that help us be within the body as a, uh, a way of knowing our life rather than thinking about our life residing in the wisdom and the knowingness of the body. So it's, uh, you know, we live in a very unusual time, of course, in history, in fact, a unique time. And the kind of life that we are living now, you know, right now, is, has never happened before. And this is unusual for human beings because, uh, as we know, the human species has maintained itself for probably hundreds of thousands of years in a state of renewability and uh, self-sustaining uh, 
interaction with the planet. And we are, you know, in a, in a sense, we're not really, we're not fitted to be in a world that we've never seen before. We're not really genetically disposed that way, and it, and it hasn't been that way for us. And even with the invention of agriculture, uh, or the discovery of agriculture eight or 9,000 years ago, at least for the, eight, the last eight or 9,000 years, things have been uh, relatively um, habitual in terms of living. But now we live in a different place. We're living in a world where literally from year to year, what we are called upon to do as human beings has never happened before. People have never had to live with the, um, the kind of pressure and speed and the reflection in the workplace and in the family life that we do now. So somehow the old answers aren't going to work, and they aren't working. And we're in an interesting situation where actually nobody knows what to do. Nobody knows. And, you know, typically I think we run into two kinds of people. We run into the people who think they have answers, and then we run into the people who think they don't have answers. And somehow the people who think they have answers uh, seem to be in much worse shape than the people who think they don't have answers. <laughs> and everybody pretty much feels, you know, I don't know. What are we going to do? So the, this is a, a moment of incredible challenge for all of us. And we can't, you know, I don't mean to be uh, particularly disrespectful to the tremendous creativity in our culture. I mean, there is a huge amount of, you know, the world has got our attention, and our psychological distress has got our attention, our family dysfunction, our, you know, the, the obvious hollowness of much of our educational system has got our attention. So we're, we're kind of on deck and we're on duty, but we don't have any answers, and so far we haven't come up with much. And it's interesting for me to think about another time in history when things were falling apart big time. And this was in India when this tantric tradition developed. And, you know, we don't need to go into the historical details, but these were people who were on the ropes and particularly the lower caste people. Um, people were dying, people were starving, the societies were in tremendous upheaval. And their answer was to walk away from the conventional spirituality and to begin to go into the darkness. And literally they went into the darkness. They would go into the jungles at night and meditate. Um, they did a lot of work with the um, you know, areas of human culture that were off limits, such as cremation grounds, burning gods. They were looking for places in society where things were, were completely beyond the bounds. When we know, you know, we know this about ourselves, when we run into trouble and when we hit the wall, there's a process of collapse that occurs with us, a process of dismantling. And all of us who are seeking and looking and trying to understand life and trying to figure out why we're here go through this process. 
the intensity of psychological change today is, um, you know, among people who are spiritually interested is more than ever before. The, you know, the amount of distress that we feel, the amount of um, confusion that we feel. And what this does is, and this is what happened a long time ago and it's happening now, is when the alternatives are gone, then we turn to ourselves and we begin to look into ourselves and begin to work with ourselves. In the tantric process, we begin to open up through the layers of neurosis and psychological upheaval, emotional dysfunction, and through the process of meditation, begin to open up a space within ourselves that starts to look different. The work with the body enables us to experience a state of mind that is actually underneath all of the um, choppy water of our normal life. And the deeper we go into it, the more we realize that at our basis, at the basis of every person, is an openness and a freedom and an awareness that is literally limitless. It's strange to live in the modern world and then to sit down to meditate and to run into a level of ourselves that is completely free of all the entrapments and all of the obstacles and all of the distress of this world. It's a strange experience. In the uh, Tibetan tradition, in the Vajrayana tradition, a lot of emphasis is put on meditation because it gives us a way to access a completely different dimension of being. In the, in the tantric tradition, it's said that the foundation of our personality is empty and open and free. And moreover, it's a freedom and a vastness that goes on forever. It has no boundary and it has no limit. And that's actually who we are. When we touch that space in ourselves, a healing process is set in motion. And the healing process occurs because all of a sudden, for the first time in our lives, we can make room for everything that we are. We can make room for everything that goes on with us. It's almost as if our problem has been that we're too close to our own life. We're too close to our own emotions and our own problems, and we don't really have a vantage point from which to appreciate the person that we are and appreciate the life that we have. To download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org.
Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion. <laughs>